Hey, Queen, before we start today's episode, I need to let you know some exciting news. The Sisterhood program is open for enrollments. The Sisterhood is a year-long coaching experience. It is not a course. It is live. It is action-packed. We are doing the work. I am coaching. We are connecting in an amazing community of like-minded women around the world that are ready to level up their life, that are ready to heal their past, that are ready to show up, step up, speak up, stand up, and create the life that they desire. No more playing small. No more second guessing or doubting yourself. It is time for you to rise, queen. And the sisterhood experience is exactly that. The doors to this program open only a few times a year and they are open right now. And I would hate for you to miss out if you are loving this podcast, if you love the content, if you wanna do this work, if you wanna go deeper into what I speak about On this podcast, I am inviting you personally to join me in the sisterhood. It's really hard to do the work. It's really lonely to open up your past and unravel all the things, cry, heal, reveal. And the beauty of it is you don't have to do it alone. And I get to walk that walk with you. It is my absolute honor. We also have live events. We have live coaching calls. It's incredible. If you are ready to do the damn thing, girlfriend, Click on the link in the show notes, head to thequeenofconfidence.com or hit me on the DMs. You can book a call. We can make it happen. The sisterhood's doors will close and I don't want you to miss out. If you are ready to make it happen, let's do this. All right, queen, enjoy this episode. Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my darling. Welcome to the podcast. I am really excited to be sharing about this topic today because I haven't actually shared much about my home birthing experience. And as I'm recording this, we're literally a week out from my son's fifth birthday. This is my second baby, Nava. And Always when his birthday comes around, I cannot help but think about the birthing of my business and how long we've been in business. So the confidence coaching side of my business was birthed about three months after he was born. So Nava brought the heat. He really brought it out of me. And I wanted to share that story with you because it is hard enough to be a business owner. It is hard enough to be a leader. It is hard enough to be a parent. Never mind doing all of that together combined after you have a baby. And I don't think that we talk about it enough. The mother hustle, you know, the juggle, that shit is real. It is hard. And I know a lot of you who listen to the podcast either work full time, are in high corporate roles or own a business, have a side hustle and you are mothering. 
you are working with your kids and trying to do everything in the family. And I can't believe we're about to hit five years in this business. It's wild because I feel like I've been doing this for 20 years. And I have been in the confidence game for over 10 years. But in coaching, it's only been not even five years. So happy five-year anniversary, y'all. If you've been here for that long, the podcast is probably like two and a half years, three years. Actually, no. I started the podcast May 2018, 19, 20, 20, 22. Okay, the podcast in May will be five years as well. You see, your girl forgets. I've been doing so much. I cannot believe how fast this time has flown. And I wanted to share this story about how this was birthed because literally this business was birthed. And I don't care if you have children of your own through your body or not. If you are a woman with a womb, that space is where we create. We are creators. Whether we are creating art, whether we are creating our business, whether we are creating something creative, we're making stuff, clothing, we build a business, we have a baby. There are things that we birth, like my book was my third damn child. Anybody who wrote a book knows that that shit is labor. It is hard work. And so I wanted to share because I think something happens to you when you allow yourself the creativity, the courage, the fear, the unknown, the question mark to birth from you and put it out into the world. Something happens, some shit changes. It's like you become someone else. And I had this experience when I had my son. So my first birth was extremely traumatic. And it was traumatic, not physically so much. It was mentally traumatic. I had Got a book from a girlfriend called Birth with Confidence. Highly recommend that book if you are having a baby, if you want to have a baby, if you know somebody who's about to have a baby. Rhea Dempsey is the woman's name. She is a midwife from Australia. And the book was called Birth with Confidence. And my friend's like, you're the queen of confidence. You need this book. And it took me a while to open the book. And when I did, I was like, whoa, wow. I mean, my eyes were open to the reality, the unfortunate reality that is birth in our current world, the unfortunate reality of how high our cesarean rates are, the unfortunate reality that birth is a business like every other thing in the world. And women are not given enough time to birth naturally. There's a lot of stuff that gets involved. There's a massive lack of self-confidence in ourselves, in our bodies, and in our abilities to birth. And you see this when you watch TV, women laying on their backs screaming and someone telling them to push. It's unrealistic and it's not the way it works. And unfortunately, we don't see birth. We don't show up to births. It's not on the television seeing a baby's head come out of a woman's freaking body. Like none of that is shown to us. I follow all the accounts on Instagram now that are freaking amazing. And I show my kids that as well because I want them to see that birth is natural and our bodies are fucking incredible. Like your hips, your yoni, the shit that you could do. It's crazy. It's like an accordion in there. Like you stretch and you open and then it closes back and it's like breathing. Your body is breathing this baby out and the baby knows what to do as well. And so I remember reading this book and it was the only book I read. I wasn't reading like what to expect when you're expecting, none of that bullshit telling me my baby's an avocado. I was like, okay, it's so basic. And I don't say that to be disrespectful, but it really is very basic when you start to 
think about birth and the fact that the baby has to come out, how do you feel? Do you get scared? Do you get nervous? Are you doubting your ability? Are you doubting your body? So I was reading this and I'm getting activated in Raven, my first son. His name is Raven. He's seven now in his birth. And I was getting activated. And I'm already American. I'm already Latina. I'm already fiery. And my husband's like, I don't know if you need to be reading this book. Because I was like, we should go march. I was telling my midwives, should we do a march? This is ridiculous. We should march. She's like, don't be marching right now while you are pregnant. You maybe need to just have your baby and then decide if you want to be marching for birth. I was like, okay, okay, you're right. But I got really into it. And I got so into it in my ego because I was young. By young, I mean, I didn't know shit. I hadn't had a baby. I hadn't moved through the initiation that is fucking motherhood. Before you move through the initiation of motherhood, all of it is a concept. What you're going to feed your kids, how you're going to treat your kids, what you're going to do and not do. All that shit's a concept. No offense. Until you actually move through it. And you're like, whoa. So I was going in with this anger. I was angry at the system. And my anger for the system started a long time ago. Okay, my childhood with my mom in the hospital. So I was angry at the system. I was fighting. I had that fighting warrior energy that was already in me. And that's not a great energy to go into birth with. It's coming from anger. It's coming from fear. It's not coming from love. And so with Raven's birth, I ended up not, my waters broke. I had a slow leak. The lady didn't know my waters broke. It was a hot mess. Ended up at the hospital. They were like, we need to break your waters. I'm like, I don't want to do that. They're like, you're going to need a cesarean. I'm like, fuck no. You know, I was basically becoming the statistic that I was reading about. And I got really pissed off, really upset. And it was a horrible birth. And I ended up in the hospital. They gave me an epidural, which didn't work. It was it was horrible. The whole thing was just horrible, and I'll leave that for another time where we could talk about it. But basically, at the end of the day, I felt like a warrior. I had to elect for him to be taken out because I felt like it wasn't good. And he finally came out beautiful. He was amazing. He breastfed. We bonded. It was all good. Thank goodness. But that was fucking exhausting. I felt like a warrior fighting for my baby and my life and my rights in that hospital. And it was exactly what I didn't want. Hospital lights, people flicking lights on while I'm trying to birth introducing themselves to me. I'm like, doctor, I don't give a fuck who you are. Get the fuck out. I'm over here birthing and you're just rocking up because your shift just started. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, peace out. I was telling everybody off. We should have definitely filmed it because it would have been funny to look back on now. But at the time, it was really tragic. So enter my second baby, Nava, and he came after a miscarriage. So we had a miscarriage in December 2016. And my next period, that miscarriage, that period, the next time I got pregnant. So it was weird because I didn't have a period in between. It was like the miscarriage was the period. And then the following month I was pregnant to Nava. So I was really trusting like, okay, this baby wants to come through. It didn't fully come through that first time it visited me. And I did share about that on the podcast. So you can listen to my miscarriage story and something really beautiful that an older woman who's in my life told me about what miscarriage could mean, and it changed my meaning, and it really helped me to be with that loss. I'll leave it for that if you want to listen to that episode or share that with a woman who you know has miscarried. It was really helpful, and it was very healing. So now we're pregnant, and I'm a different person. It's now been two years. I have a whole team of people that I'm working on my mindset. I'm working on my body. I started reading Iname Gaskin. Iname is this incredible midwife in America. And she has like this little village that she's built. It is 
next level what she's done. She's basically created a commune-style, old-school village where women and families come together, support the birthing person, and feed you food, and let you walk, and let you have a wine, and let you move your body, and let you feel relaxed, and guide and support your natural birth so that you're not stressing in a hospital with white lights on and feeling like shit and, you know, worried that your baby supposedly is not growing as it should, or you're too big, or the baby's too small, or any of that stuff. And she does amazing work in the birth space. Highly recommend. Check out Iname Gaskin. She's a legend. I don't know how old she is, but she's old and she's birthed a lot of babies or helped birth a lot of babies. So I'm reading her book and there are stories of birth. And I started reading all these different stories and it just gave me permission to not have to be in charge And I know that sounds weird, but it was basically like, you don't need to make this happen. You need to allow what needs to happen, happen. And in the first birth, I was like, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to do this and I'm going to have that. I was fully in my ego, fighting the system, angry at the system. And listen, sometimes we need these hospitals and medication and Western medicine. I'm not saying that's not good, but I was fighting it like, fuck you. I don't want to do that. Like judgmental. I was judgmental to women who had a cesarean. I was judgmental to the epidural. I was fucking young and judgmental. And what I know is you cannot go into motherhood with that shit. So you get initiated through fire. And I burned. And when I had my third pregnancy, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit humble. I had been through motherhood, breastfeeding and all the shit that we go through. I had joined the committee of exhausted mothers who respected one another for the hard work that is mothering and birthing and raising a newborn baby with your partner or by yourself. That shit is fucking hard. So now I'm pregnant with Nava and I'm preparing for a home birth. Now I have an autoimmune condition in my vag and in my bum and it sucks and it's a skin condition. It's called lichen sclerosis. I also spoke about that on the podcast. So if you have that or you resonate with that, go and listen to that episode. They said to me, because your skin thins, it's going to tear. And you're going to have a massive tear and it's not going to be good. So you can't birth naturally. Bullshit. Okay. Don't believe none of that bullshit people tell you. Don't let people tell you what you are capable of. Okay. My love, you can do hard things and nothing is fucking impossible. That's what I'll say. Then the second thing was my midwife was like, you had a really traumatic birth. I don't think that's a good idea for you to home birth. And I'm like, excuse me again, I'm going to do this. And I trust my body. And if it doesn't work, the hospital's five minutes away and we have a backup plan. So go fuck yourself, lady. I'm going to do this. And I wasn't like, go fuck yourself, like angry ego, Erica, like I was in the first birth. I was just like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Namaste. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, like I knew what I could do. And if I couldn't, I trusted my body as well. And I trusted the baby. The baby has a process. I don't know what you believe, but I believe my kids chose me. And they also are choosing how they come. I'm going to do everything in my power to support them. At the end of the day, though, they're choosing how they're coming. So we need to let go of that control, but still be empowered, obviously. Don't just be like, I'm going to rock up to the hospital and see what happens. Good luck. That shit is not going to be good for you. And you will be traumatized like so many women are traumatized from their birth. And it's so sad. And there's no aftercare for that shit, which is ridiculous. Anyway, rant over. So back to the show. (laughs) I'm there going, I'm going to do this. And my friends who are older and have home birthed for years, have had vaginal births, were really supporting me. And they said to me, look, you need to prepare your mind, body, soul, spirit, everything for this birth. You need to do some deep body work. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, massage. And they're like, no, 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 it's not massage. It's like body work, moving through the hips, letting go of anything in your body that's not going to serve you, healing any birth trauma in your lineage, my birth trauma, your mother's birth trauma, your grandmother's birth trauma. I'm like, what? What? They're like, just clear the body, the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, the spiritual body of anything you can. Really prepare yourself for this. I did some breath work. I did some hypno work. I did body work with this woman. She was next level. So if I go to explain to you what it was, it's as if you're getting a massage with a psychotherapist who's very spiritual and gives you a soul massage. So she would massage my hip area from like the top upper back all the way down below the hip. And that section from the top to the bottom would take about three minutes really slowly with this hard like salve thing. It was fucking excruciating. When I tell you excruciating, have you ever had your bum massaged, like the glutes or the hip? It is horrible, right? Like we hold so much emotion and tension and so much shit women we hold in our hips. If you ever done yoga and cried in the middle of yoga is because them hips, girl, we got a lot there. So I'm sitting on the bed and I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm noticing myself worry about how painful it's going to be. So what am I doing? I'm right now in the present moment, going into a future that's not yet here, thinking about how painful it's going to be. That's not present. And then she would do a section. And as she's moving, I'm like, fuck, that just hurt so bad. <gasps> that just hurt so bad. Now I'm in the past. She's already past that area. But I'm like, oh, my God, that just hurt so bad. And I learned with this woman, as she moved through my body, I could breathe and be with her movement. Meaning instead of being before it happens, oh my God, this is going to hurt. Oh my God, this is going to hurt. Oh shit, I'm scared. Thinking about the future in anxiety. Or instead of being in the past, like, oh my God, that just hurt so bad. Oh, that was horrible. In the past, I learned how to be with her movement, with her. As she moved, I was breathing. And that's where I learned like my, my deep cow breathing, my animal breathing, my, oh, like just that depth. Okay. That, that sinking in breath, not the, really high pitched where, you know, your throat is closing up and it's really tight because when your throat closes, what else closes your cervix? It's connected, right? When you scream, that's connected to down there, your cervical area. So it's like, I learned so much about being in my body and being in the moment and just trusting what was going and being present and not going future and not living in the past. And I'm telling you what, that helped me so much. So the body work, I went to see a lady called Roshana who did breath work with me and did a lot of healing from my past. And I realized that my dog died in birth. It was me and Gio, my first husband who passed away. After my husband passed away, about a year or less, less than that later, our dog Blue passed away giving birth. And that was there for me because when Blue died, it was like Gio died again. It was so hard. It was the worst. And she was pregnant and she died and her babies died. It was just horrible. It was horrible. And I didn't even know that was in there. Then I spoke to my mom about her birth and the trauma that she had, how she was alone and she pushed me out and she didn't want to get a cesarean and she was fighting and she was all alone. And these are the things that, you know, epigenetics, like we have shit in our system and in our bodies. And so I did a lot of work basically in my body. And then I let go. I went, my intention is to have a home birth, but it's not my birth. This is my baby's birth. And now I'm going to let go. 
I did everything I could. The day came, we went for a big walk, like a, I'm talking a crazy big walk. Cause I was like, come on, baby, let's go. Like all my kids cook two, three weeks late. Like they're not late. They're on time. They're on time for themselves. But according to the system, they were late, right? So we're walking and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this. We get home the next day. I think I had a curry or a coffee, something to try to get it activated. And bam, it was happening. 2 p.m. I was going. I was going into labor. And my whole team came. And I promise you, it was so crazy. I came downstairs. We had a, a little water tub thing, which I fucked up. I got into the water really early. When you're pregnant and you're having this baby, when you're birthing, you think like, oh my God, the baby's coming. And it's like, mm, girl, you got like eight hours to go. So I had a little bit of time and my ass got into that hot water and I was like too hot. I was like, I can't do this. I need the land. I need to get on the ground. I needed to feel grounded. And we started. And I think it was 2 or 3 p.m. when we started. And he was born like at 12.07, like past midnight. And I did not open my eyes. I opened my eyes once when I went downstairs, got myself sorted. My eyes were closed. There was no, like people had music. I'm like, turn the music off. One of my midwives was reading me all the affirmations I put on the wall because I made this beautiful birthing altar with lights and I did not want to look at that shit like shut up she's like my body can do this I'm like shut up please <laughs> it's so funny you think you're gonna like read affirmations and be like yeah and I was just like bitch if you stop talking I'm gonna headbutt you like be quiet please they're trying to feed me blueberries I'm like no I don't want anything I don't want food I don't want talking everybody shut the fuck up I'm just making cow noises over here trying not to die and I was just mm. Uh, doing all that, right? I didn't open my eyes. When I opened my eyes, it was nighttime and the baby was about to crown. Oh, it makes me so emotional. I didn't get to feel one contraction in my first birth. I didn't get to feel my baby's head come out, that ring of fire as they call it, because it is, it burns a little bit, but it's so exciting to have your baby coming out. I didn't get to feel that. I had my baby cut out. I couldn't feel shit. I didn't feel anything. And so I was so looking forward to that ring of fire, that moment where I could push. Okay, ready? We're going. Like, let's go. I said, I'm a good pooer, so I'm going to be able to push this baby out. The one mistake I did make was I didn't realize that you had to pace the push. I didn't realize that. Like, you can't just be pushing because you will not do good down there. Uh, this shit did tear a bit, but it wasn't crazy. It was just a little bit. Um, I was just like, fuck it. We go, we going. I'm shitting. This is like poo. I could do this. And they were like, no, 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 slow down. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Like, take it easy. So we pushed. I pushed. It worked. I saw his head. I felt him. He came out and I grabbed him and I thought he was a girl. We thought that Nava was a girl the whole time. And I grab him. And I'm like, oh my God, balls. And I'm like, it's a boy. And my husband's crying. We had our little boy looked after with the grandparents because we really wanted each baby to have their own time in birth. If I was to do it again, which I am not, but if I was to do it again, I would have all the kids there, like Emma Isaac. Shout out to Emma Isaac from Business Chicks. It was because of her that I even realized I could do a home birth because she publicly shared about that. So thank you, Emma. I love you. So he came out. It was beautiful. It was divine. My midwives were there. My doula was there. And I did have to go get sewn up a little bit because I tore a bit. But I had my home birth. And that moment, my husband said to me, something shifted. Because after that, I was in the shower, maybe about four weeks later. And I ran downstairs and I said to my husband, I'm not going back to work. I'm not going back to my gig with L'Oreal. 
I'm not going to go back to corporate. I'm not doing that shit. I am doing my coaching business. I want to do this. And he's like, you came downstairs with a towel soaking wet with this look of determination in your eyes. Like, fuck, I believed you. He's like, I was scared as hell. And I didn't know how the hell we were going to do it because financially we were in the worst position we'd ever been in. He's like, but I promise you that when you birthed Nava, you birthed some powerhouse woman. You birthed this power in yourself, this belief that you were done fucking around and you were going to do what you wanted to do. Because for however long I had been wanting to do my business. Is there anything you've been wanting to do that you've been putting off that you keep saying one day, I'll do it one day, I'll do it one day, but you keep fucking around and not doing it and it keeps getting pushed to the side and you keep distracting yourself or helping other people or doing stuff for others, but your dream and your vision and your thing that you want to do is on the back burner still. Is that you? Because that was me. I mean, I did a side hustle for five fucking years. That's a long time to not commit to the thing you want. And that birth birthed me. It gave me permission. It said to me, I promise you, I think what I got from that was you can do something when people say you can't. You can birth this baby. You can have a home birth after a fucked up cesarean with your skin condition in your the safety of your own home. It's not irresponsible. It's powerful. And it's how we used to do it. The power it doesn't reside in your OBGYN. The fucking midwife is the go-to. The midwife was the one who did everything. And then they made her look like witches when they created the OBGYN because they had too many men in the doctor system. And they're like, what do we look at? Let's do birth. We're not in birth. And then women started laying on their backs so that men could see, so the doctors could see. That shit is not how we birth. We birth sitting down. We birth squatting. We birth standing. We don't birth on our fucking back. That's where your hip is the smallest. The baby can't get through. And then, oh, it's because your hips are too small and the baby's too big. Bullshit. I'm sorry. If this triggers you, go do some research. Go get around these midwives and these doulas who have the knowledge from the years, from our village times, the village knowledge that we can't access now because it's not on TV and it's not in our face at the doctor's office. They want us to believe that we can't fucking birth. And because I did that, And I went against the grain and I was fully supported and I prepared, by the way. I didn't just rock up and go, let's see what happens. No, I was fucking ready. I was intentional as fuck about how I wanted it to work. I was not attached and I was not in expectation. I was in intention. Because remember, there's a level of letting go in anything, in birth, in business, in leadership, in parenting. If you have an expectation of how your relationship is going to go, That's going to be hard. But if you have an intention, I intend for it to be this way. I don't expect it to be this way. An intention is powerful. And so I went against everything and I'm like, yo, that taught me internally. Like I can do this. I can do hard things. I can overcome this. When we had no money and our business was just starting out and my husband and I were like looking at each other every night, like how the fuck are we going to buy food tomorrow? How are we going to pay our bills? What other bill can we put on a payment plan? When all that was going on, I had this internal knowing that I could move through it. I just knew. And he didn't know. He believed me, but he didn't have that internal knowing. And I got that from this birth. This home birth built the fucking movement that is the queen of confidence right now. It built this movement of women around the world standing in their fucking power, owning who they are and knowing that they too can do hard things and that their past doesn't need to equal their future. That birth that I first had doesn't mean that's the way I'm going to birth from now on. That shitty pregnancy you had doesn't mean the next one's going to be shitty. 
that fucked up relationship that you made mistakes in doesn't mean that's every relationship moving forward. We're not cursed. We're not wrong. We're not bad. We have moments of shit. And when we learn from those experiences and we empower ourselves with the knowledge that those experiences gave us, the lessons that we got, we get to change our reality in the future. What? That's what that shit gave me. And it was from that birth. And I, oh, my son makes me like emotional because five years ago, we had no fucking money. I didn't know how I was going to pay my electricity. I didn't know how we were going to pay for our car. I was stressed as fuck. I was so stressed. My husband was stressed. I mean, if you go to our YouTube and you watch the videos at the beginning of my YouTube, you could see me breastfeeding my kid, selling shampoo and conditioner on the sidelines, and then trying to build my coaching business. My husband's gym, we were trying to get that busy again. We had zero dollars. Our savings were gone and we were 150K in debt. So what was the drive? I had no evidence that this was going to work, but I had that internal self-belief because I did that birth because that shit birthed me and it allowed me to go, you know what? You could do this. There is nothing you cannot do. It is next level when your body goes through something like that. I can't even tell you. It's incredible. I'm not telling you to go have a home birth, by the way. I'm just saying that that moment for me created everything else. That moment showed me what I could do and what I was capable of and that I didn't need to use my mind, that I could allow and believe that what I wanted was going to happen. And I let go of the bullshit thoughts and the monkey mind and I managed my mind. That's when I started managing my mind. That's when I learned about Byron Katie. It's like, yo, I need to really let go here and trust that everything I've done up to this moment is going to get me what I need. And now it's time to trust and let go. And that's what we did. And so today, this movement of thousands of women, I think we've had over 6,000 women come through one of our programs from over 60 countries. I just found out through my gorgeous podcast team that this podcast is listened to in 201 countries. All of this birth, the year I had my son, if that shit didn't happen, I wouldn't have done this. And so what I'm saying to you, maybe for you, it's not birth. Maybe for you, it's moving through a loss, grieving someone, moving through a divorce, dealing with a difficult person at work. Maybe for you, it's that. Or maybe you could look to your past and go, shit, I overcame all that. Of course, I could do hard things. I need to believe in myself a little bit more. I need to put myself out there, have some courage, walk in the dark and trust that I'm not going to fall over. And even if I did, I could get my ass back up because I've done that in the past. Let's look for that evidence about how you can do it about how you will do it and about how others have done it before you and will do it after you. So of course we can do these fucking hard things. And I wanted to share that with you today on this five-year anniversary of our business. I can't believe the shit we've accomplished, the money we've made, the impact we've made, the people we've met, like the joy that I have in my soul for what I get to do. Like this is my fucking job. What? Like I can't even tell you. I would have never thought in my wildest dreams And I'm going to school. I'm going to become a psychotherapist. We're going to build a coaching school. Like we're not, we're just getting started, yo. We're just getting started. So I hope that this podcast is the permission and the kick in the ass, the kick in the womb in a loving way that you need to get your ass on fire and make it happen. Whatever you want to do, you can fucking do it. Don't listen to anybody, especially not yourself. If you say you can't go and do the damn thing. I love you. 
Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence in the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 